Today on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast, we're going to talk about compliments. I was thinking about this in advance of our discussion and our Bible study that I'm pretty sure that everybody likes to get a compliment. Even those that say no, 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 it's not true. Those that want to be modest about themselves and their perceived abilities. Everybody likes compliments. The same is true for me. The same is true for you. And today we're going to look at a compliment that, oh my, what a compliment it is. Especially for one brother to give another brother. You will need to find your place in the book of Nehemiah. In the Bible, in the Old Testament, Nehemiah chapter 7. We'll find our way there in just a moment here. I'd like to tell you, though, about a gospel tract. The gospel tract that I'm holding in my hand right now, it's a somber one. For those of you that are listening, maybe your first reaction is, that's a little bit of a morbid subject. But sometimes those serious subjects are the ones, those opportunities, when we have the chance to make the most impact for God. The topic, the theme, the thought, the title of this particular gospel track is this, Comfort in Time of Loss. You know what I'm talking about when those storm clouds gather and the gray billows seem to blot out the sun, when you've lost someone you care about and you stand maybe in a funeral home looking down at that loved one, sometimes all we need is comfort. Dr. Paul Levine, the founder of our ministry, wrote these words, You have lost a loved one. I know how you feel. Please accept this little tract as a token of our sympathy. He continues on, I have lost loved ones too. Death took my parents, seven sisters, four brothers, and my precious wife of many years. I understand your grief and loneliness and sorrow, and I have a message of comfort for you. This gospel tract, Comfort in Time of Loss, just to give you a little bit of history, was one of the very last ones that our founder, Dr. Paul Levine, wrote towards the end of his life. He took his last breath and stepped over into glory in 1996, and only two years prior, his wife of many years, Dorothy, passed away. In that intervening time, he wrote this gospel track, Comfort in Time of Loss, and God has used this in a marvelous way over these past many months and years. Unfortunately, in my own life, I've stood beside the caskets even in the last few weeks and months of men and women, some I would call my heroes, some family members, some that are, were almost like brothers to me. And through it all, it's great to know that we can and truly do have comfort in time of loss, and this gospel track explains how. Maybe you're listening right now and you need some of that comfort. Maybe just for you personally. Could I invite you to go to BibleTracksInc.org and order some of these gospel tracks today? That's BibleTracksInc.org. We just had a church order 500 of them. I believe they have a funeral coming up, a large funeral, and we've had many people use these for those type of events. Somber and sad though they may be, the opportunity to leave someone with the hope of heaven, well, that's a great comfort, even though you may have lost a loved one. Could I ask you, 
If you're a Christian and you know someone that's dealing with loss and they need some Christ-given comfort, they need the peace that only God can give that passeth all understanding, go to BibleTracksInc.org and order Comfort in Time of Loss. Now, find your place in the book of Nehemiah, chapter number 7. Nehemiah 7, verses 1 and 2 says this, Now it came to pass, when the wall was built, and I had set up the doors, and the porters and the singers and the Levites were appointed, that I gave my brother Hananiah, and Hananiah, the ruler of the palace, charge over Jerusalem. This is a pretty heavy responsibility. That's a pretty weighty task. Hananiah, Nehemiah's brother, has been given the charge over Jerusalem and the palace, for he was a faithful man and feared God above many. What a compliment. The work on the walls has been completed. The doors now have been set up. They even have the porters and the singers and the Levites have been appointed. Basically, the celebration is about to kick off. God has done a great work in his city, Jerusalem, but someone needs to be in charge. Someone has got to be the organizational mind behind what's about to happen. Someone's got to make sure Jerusalem stays safe through all of this. And who gets the task? Who gets the call? Hananiah, the brother of Nehemiah, not because or for nepotism's sake, not because he's a family member, not because he uh, has the same last name as Nehemiah, none of those things, but because he's a faithful man and feared God above many. Look at how Nehemiah describes his brother. The first application point I would like to make from this, though, is that birds of a feather often flock together. Nehemiah, a man that wanted to serve God with his life, a man that wanted to do God's work with his life, a man that wanted to just please God, we could characterize Nehemiah also as a faithful man, is it any wonder whatsoever that he takes as companions that he fellowships with other faithful men? Could we do a self-diagnosis right now? If you looked at, and if it's really true, oftentimes it's eerie how true this is, that you are just the average of your five closest friends. If that was really true, are you a faithful person? Are you a faithful man or woman? Or are you the average of a bunch of sinners and scorners and scoffers and lazy people that are doing nothing for the work of God? You say, that's a little abrasive. That's a little blunt. Well, sometimes to wake someone up, you've got to throw some cold water in their face. Think about it. Think about those people that you hang around. Think about, whether I'm not asking if you're chiefest among them. I'm not asking if you really even hold your weight with the strength of the spiritual reserves that those people that you call your friends that you hang around. I'm not asking you that. But I am asking who you do hang around. Hananiah, Nehemiah, they got along well, not just because they were brothers, but because they were both busy about the same work. They were going the same direction. You got to ask, what direction are you going? Guess what? Your direction determines your destination. And it's funny how people want to play down the direction they're going as if it's not going to cause them heartache 
and pain and fear and sorrow in future years. Even though those of us that have seen so many others go that direction, they've seen the destination it leads to, and they've seen the yoke fellows and the traveling companions that cause that sort of destination to be in your future. And we tell people, teenagers or young people or even adults, we tell them, hey friend, the people that you are hanging around with, those are not faithful men. Those are not faithful women. They are more akin to who we are warned away from in Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Friend, if those are the type of people that you're hanging around in verse number 2 of Psalm 1, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, your delight is never going to be in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. You're never going to want the things of God if you hang around with ungodly people. May I be excessively blunt with you? I have seen dozens of people completely ruin their lives because they could not get victory over this one thing. They're friends. They couldn't seem to identify with, fellowship with, hang around with faithful men and faithful women. Nehemiah did. And it's little wonder that he was so successful. Hananiah, his brother, faithful men. By way of personal anecdote, I'm proud of the fact that I get to call Caleb and Ethan McCurry, my brothers. I am the eldest of three. Caleb is my middle brother and Ethan my youngest. And they are both, I would categorize them as faithful men. They are church-going. They are worshipful men. They are, though we grew up together, I'm sure fighting like cats and dogs, we are now going the same direction. We want what God wants. They are Sunday school teachers, and my youngest brother works in the media department of a church doing a great work trying to communicate the gospel through print and digital and websites and all of those things. My, my middle brother is a faithful Sunday school teacher, and he's involved with live streaming their church services and all of these different types of things. And I'm proud of the fact that I can call my brothers faithful men. There are many things that, that they are better at than I am. My middle brother is much better of a mechanic. My youngest brother is so much better with computers and all those types of things. But regardless of their strengths or weaknesses, I know this, that I get to serve God with brothers that I would categorize as faithful men. Even this week, we are at the Midwest Christian Boys football camp called Man Camp. You can find more information at mancamp1994.org, mancamp1994.org. But I get to work alongside for this one week out of the year, I get to work alongside my brothers. This is a football camp, of course, and my middle brother Caleb is coaching one of the teams, and my youngest brother helps with the highlight films and packages and things like that that we do of the actual football games and top 10 and all of those types of fun things. And But our purpose is singular, to see young men come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and turn their life around and desire to serve God. That's what football camp is all about. It's not about the football these young men get preached at, get this, 15 times in one week. Actually, you can make the case it's more than 15 times because we have some devotion times and some small group times and all these different types of things, but 15 times minimum. And you know what? I get to work with my brothers at a Christian camp 
doing Christian things for Christ, for God Almighty. And I'm so happy about that. By way of final application, I'm not asking you if you can call your brothers faithful men. Your family, your sisters, your mom, your dad, maybe they were not the Christians. Maybe they weren't Christians at all. Maybe they weren't, though, the Christians that they should have been. I'm asking you, though, can someone call you a faithful man or woman? Could you be categorized thus? Are you, like a Hananiah, worthy of being given the charge of an entire city? Are you a faithful man, a faithful woman? What a compliment. Tomorrow on the broadcast, we're going to talk about the fact that we serve an organized God. And I'm so glad we do. Have a great day for His glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.